Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom. From comics and video games to science and technology, if it's geeky, we've got it covered. And whoa, whoa, whoa. I just said a weekly podcast, but here's another podcast in the same week. Crazy, right? Yeah, no, you're right. It is crazy. Uh, This is a special presentation. Doug and Nina caught an early screening of the new film set in the world of Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them. So for your listening pleasure, here's their review, starting with some spoiler-free conversation, and then a clearly denoted spoilerific section, recorded late one night after the screening. Hey, this is Doug. And this is Nina. And uh, we just saw Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So non-spoiler, what do you think? I really, really enjoyed myself, and um, it was a great film. I, I was very, um, I was very impressed with the writing, the storytelling, the acting, um, the direction um, from uh, David Yates. Very, to a certain degree, different. Um, I mean, obviously, very different from the Harry Potter movies. At the same time, you know, a lot of the same vibe. A very warm and heartfelt movie, really. What, what were your expectations going in? I honestly did not have a lot of specific expectations. I didn't quite know what to expect. I hadn't read the book. Most of it was pretty much a surprise for me, and I just liked how how well they handled it overall. Anyone who has talked to me for a while about Harry Potter knows that I got problems with it. I don't dislike Harry Potter or hate it or anything like that. I just have like logic questions about the plot, the way Harry Potter develops. I think the movies are fine. Uh, but I was actually surprised with this because I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Um, it, I think it's probably my favorite movie in this universe. Like, I have more than the Harry Potter films, and I think it's just because it's it just feels new. It's a different time period. We get to see so much more of the world of Harry Potter or this this magical world, but yet it's it's handled with adults who are all competent in their magic and it's not like restrictions on children so it it feels really free like anything can happen as opposed to being limited to stuff that students do at school and so i know it was i i really liked a different look at this this whole little magical world and and even seeing it in america i don't know there's just all these different things all these all these new and different things were all colliding at the same time and I totally enjoyed that. <laughs> I was I, I was surprised at, at at how far they they took it. My favorite aspects were definitely the characters. 
the four main characters that it centers around, the four main heroes. And uh, quite impressive uh, villain played by Colin Farrell as well. But uh, the four protagonists, I guess I like the fact that unlike with Harry Potter, you're not dealing with like 20 different characters and all their relationships, but you were dealing with these brand new characters who um, were all fresh and interesting, but already had a sort of developed personalities that they brought along. Mm -hmm. And um, this was about adults. Mm -hmm. In this world, not so much children, but... Um, well, also, but by the time you get to the last Harry Potter movie, you're like, I get it. They're ha it's Harry, Hermione, and Ron, and they're going to go stop Voldemort because he showed up and he's going to do a thing. Here it was like, I didn't worry about any of that. I was The, the, the funny thing, you tell me what you think, I, I kind of felt that this movie, plot-wise, instead of it being like a Harry Potter mystery, we got to go stop the evil sorcerer, or we got to stop an evil wizard... This felt like Ghostbusters, <laughs> like with mis with uh, mythical beasts, you know. And also in such a way that the characters were sort of thrown into the plot, you know, right. like they they didn't. Um, nobody expected what was going to happen. There was no um, set big plan. It was more like you know, whoops, okay, now we're doing this, you know. Yeah. Oh, we didn't expect that, and it's it was. Like it was cute in that way. I liked yeah. it. The the parallels between Ghostbusters. This is this is Ghostbusters in the Harry Potter universe. It takes place in New York. Four people are trying to trap strange magical creatures inside a small box. Mm -hmm. It even has to do with a uh, subway tunnel, the old pneumatic transit system, and even has to do with uh, sort of negative repressed emotions being a force for evil. Much like the mood slime, so I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm intentionally drawing too many parallels to Ghostbusters, clearly. But, right. It, but um, but but it felt new. It was just a new thing. It wasn't kids running around a school, and I totally dug that. I love the way they created that hidden wizard world in New York, 1926. Just uh, how they uh, created that time period, and how they created the wizard world within that time period, and you can sort of see like how. It definitely, like, the, the wizard world obviously feels a lot more advanced, but also feels um, quite a bit more modern in certain ways. Well, yeah, because that's right. They're not running through castles. They're running through modern buildings. Yeah. Even like, though it's the 20s. Yeah, it's weird how that's, you know. Train stations and... It felt fresh. Yeah, the, no, the look of it, too, it felt very, like, almost like cold realism. And then you step into the wizard world and there's still that level of this is... Not necessarily your standard fear of a fantasy film, you know. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's not that colorful, but at the same time, it like it's distinctly Harry Potter. Yeah, where the the magic is sort of woven into everything, as opposed to separate and on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't really have much else to say that's spoiler free. So, um, do you have anything else you want to add before we dive into a spoiler territory? I guess I was quite impressed with the uh, well the beasts of the fantastic beasts and just the, the the use of cgi was i mean i was very impressed with the realism and just the the variety of uh creatures and um and different beings in yeah. this world that um felt similar to harry potter at the same time also very new very new very different very creative use of cgi that i mm -hmm. hadn't seen before well, that um, let's dive into spoilers because mm -hmm. I think that th these are really my only complaints, and the only complaints I had were were spoiler centric. Basically, I think the movie 
does a good job telling the story, has interesting characters, and it carried it through these problems. So these problems aren't really that big of a thing. But I feel like the thir- there were a lot of third act problems, especially like revealing who the real villains are, motivations for the villains was super glossed over in like the first two minutes with newspaper headlines. Yeah, you know, it to was a point like, where it was it was it was hard to catch yeah, that, and you forget. All of it, because once Newt, uh, and that's, <laughs> we saw it in a theater where the audio wasn't that great, so a lot of uh, the lines were dropped, like, with just muddled mouths, so it's like... It was a typical case of the special effects coming in a little bit too loud and clear, yeah. like, and it's, it's, uh, and I wouldn't say there wasn't a lot of, like, over-intentional exposition, but any form of really just important dialogue... You could lose it, yeah. It, it was, some of it was, quite a bit of it was completely lost, but mm. that was mainly the theater, as Doug says. But, but but the villain, the main villain of this piece, is referenced in in newspaper headlines. And the it's the, literally the first thing you see in this movie is newspaper headlines, which I don't always think is a great way to start a film. I like I want to see something, and I just want to just see newspapers. But then literally nothing about that villain until the until very very the entire very end. movie until the entire very end. Deus ex machina, and like um, several Deus ex machina. They they sort of relied on the fact that I mean, yes, now now we can now we can say it yeah, since yeah. we're talking about spoilers, but that the wizard Grindelwald, who is the villain in this movie, ultimately. Uh, was referenced in the original Harry, Hollows, yeah. Harry Potter books, and um, they 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 talk quite a bit about him. But um, I mean, obviously, he was only ever really talked about and not mm-hmm. not shown, not seen. And, well, and that's the thing. And, and you you said before, Colin Farrell plays like the antagonist throughout this entire movie, and I think he did great. Like I, I really liked because you weren't really sure exactly what he wanted and like who he's working for. You didn't even know he's working for anybody. He's just he has his own agenda. Yeah, Colin Farrell is really good at playing villains. Yeah. And then and that's the thing, but he wasn't even a villain as much as he was an, an antagonist. But yeah. then in the very end, it's literally a shoehorned Scooby-Doo ending where like I don't even know what made them think it. It's like they like they get Colin Farrell, he, he's like, "Oh, you're the bad guy this whole time." And he's like, "Curses." And like they have him down on his knees and he's tied up. He's literally tied up like a Scooby-Doo at the end of a Scooby-Doo cartoon. And then the heroes walk over and they're like, let's see who you really are. And then they unmask him like a Scooby-Doo cartoon. And it's and it's this evil wizard. Why is it this evil wizard? It didn't have to be. Like, knowing that he's this big evil wizard didn't change anything about the movie that we just saw. And to make matters even weirder, the evil wizard is played by Johnny Depp. So this whole movie, you're looking at Colin Farrell, then all of a sudden they take this magical mask away, and underneath it is Johnny Depp. And everyone in the theater was like, ooh, Johnny Depp! And I'm just like, why, why is this Johnny Depp? And then he says... Yeah, it's just this moment of shock and awe that's just basically, useless. you know... Yeah. Oh, we're using, like, Johnny Depp's whatever celebrity power for, like, what, two lines... And then tease is equal. I mean, I almost felt sorry for Colin Farrell because yeah, everyone's gonna be talking about Johnny Depp. Exactly, and which Colin is, Farrell yeah. like carried the role throughout the entire movie, which is yeah. not quite fair. They literally got Johnny Depp in there for one day of shooting, and just like had him, he he was probably there for four hours. Like he's there, says a couple lines. He's, he's he says I think two lines, and then they they escort him away to you know throw him in jail. You know, hardcore Harry Potter fans would probably defend this by, you know, by saying like, "Oh, he had to look a different way because, like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a common, as we know, it's a thing that that wizards and witches commonly do in the Harry Potter universe to just drink Polyjuice potion and um, 
you realize, you know, they were some, right. there was somebody else all along. Well, but, it, but, but it just seemed like a cheap cop out. It seemed like, it seemed like a it was really cheap trick. Yeah. Yeah. It was unnecessary to make this ultimate evil villain. It would be like, I was half expecting them to be like, ah, oh, uh, the, the real villain behind this. Like, there, there's this child in play. You're not sure who the child's going to be that who's who has this uh, you know dark ability, dude. I swear I was expecting to be like uh, when they're like, oh, um, she wanted at the end of the film that you think it's this young girl, and they're like, where's the young girl? Where's the girl? Because she has this dark, dangerous power, and they say, oh, she went back uh, to the boarding house where she was adopted from. She had like seven brothers and sisters, and I I swear I was expecting them to be like they never said her last name. I thought they're gonna say, oh yeah, she's here to find her younger brother, Tom Riddle. You know, or just like make some reference to Voldemort because they just have to shoehorn it in there be- just to make everyone go. Well, <gasps> not necessarily shoehorn it in, but I think, I mean, things like that to a certain degree, they can be defended because, I mean, I personally, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm for the idea of including some things from the, you know, previously known Harry right. Potter universe in this universe. So there, you know, I understand if there's a bit of name dropping going on. And there was a bit of name dropping of, you know, characters that we're familiar with, like Albus Dumbledore right. or well, you know, the whatever. Lestrange yeah. family. I, I don't mind fan service if it serves some sort of purpose was, in the story. Yeah, and, and, and in those cases that I just brought up, it did serve a purpose. But um, there's a way of doing it too much. And, uh, you know, saying that, I th- don't think the film did it too much. Yeah, I, I, yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I still enjoyed it, despite these sort of nitpicks for, for, like, the third act of the film and how it kind of juggles the ending. Like, it kind of had three different endings. I don't think it really knew when it wanted to end. But I think that's just a hallmark of J.K. Rowling as a, dare I say, first-time screenwriter, you know? Like, I, I don't know if she, how much help she had, if any. All that aside, as someone who's not a huge fan of the Harry Potter books or movies, this was fun. It was just different enough. It was a nice exploration of this world. I would be willing to see the sequel. Um, I, I'm already kind of interested to see where these characters go because I like these characters. They're new, and it, you know, I just I'm tired of seeing the same three people over and over again. <laughs> so, so it was just such a relief for me personally. And it was very. Um, it just had the characters were just extremely likable. I think that Rowling made this extra effort of making them likable and it really comes out because I would say they're more emotional than I would have expected characters in the Harry Potter universe to be necessarily that are adults. But yeah, I mean, all these adult characters, like they show a great range of emotion and I especially love the one muggle in the group of the four heroes who is just completely stumbling into this whole thing. And he doesn't know what's going on. He's just being dragged along. But he is—he just ends up having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. And um, it's such a lovable character that they've created there. Mm-hmm. That It's just like, I, I would like to see just even that character come back. There was a lot of focus put on the four main characters that I feel a little bit robbed with the villains and the villain plan the, vi- the the main villain plan is never really made 100% clear but that doesn't really matter because the true fun of this movie are these four main characters trying to recapture loose beasts yeah, that are just running through New York and causing mayhem and that to me is what the film really is and then there's just this tacked on ending about evil wizards and wanting to take over the world that kind of was out of place would would you recommend um, this film to non-Potter fans? Yes, absolutely. 
Because I feel like you don't have to be a Potter fan to like this one. You don't even necessarily need to be able to get all the references. I mean, it, it would help. You'd have definitely have less questions later on. But it's not necessary to enjoy the film since it's so very relatable. I do also recommend the film if you're not a, uh, a Potter fan. But um, in true J.K. Rowling fashion, I'm left with questions on how the magic works. Not in generality, but just rather like the rules and restrictions. Because this whole movie got started where uh, Newt comes off of a boat and these beasts get loose because he had to travel with them locked in a briefcase. Well, how come when he was traveling from England to America, why didn't he just step into a chimney, use the flu powder, and say, Arizona! And then just go that way. Why did he have to actually sit on a on a Muggle steamship? That's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they, they travel. They like they they they, they, they can hit themselves. Really, like if you if you really want to, um, you know, I'm just saying the in the movie they, they point wands at each other and they and they and they can teleport like Nightcrawler around different places. They don't. He doesn't have the magic ability to just say America, boom, and then gone. Or if you can put all these beasts inside of a briefcase, why not just? fix the broken lock on your briefcase like i don't know there's so many questions like that but all that aside fun film i recommend it and uh if you end up seeing it tell us what you think hope you enjoy it and uh let me know if you have any uh uh nitpicks like uh did any does that does that bug anyone else or am i crazy am i the only one who who sees these magical problems and things that uh maybe maybe sometimes wizards would just like to have you know fun by doing things like the the way that sitting on a steamship for for like three weeks because they they normally they never they probably never get to do that they they have everything so convenient you know that they can do do anything at at any time i mean i don't know how come he didn't go through wizard customs he went through regular muggle customs yeah, maybe he wanted the whole muggle experience. Oh, give me a break. All right, well, we're going to have to wrap it up. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening, and let us know if you enjoyed the movie. Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like and share, and follow Nerdy Show on all of your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.